All right, all right. We are back. Thanks again. Yes, I am in my robe because I'm freezing cold. This is Jeff Lambert's coming back to you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. However, you're digesting and absorbing this information today on our podcast or broadcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've got my man, Joe Rushwal here with us. He is an awesome, awesome young man. I've been, had the incredible pleasure of connecting with him and the, and the fortune of connecting with him through LinkedIn um, about a year or so ago. We've kind of watched each other's progress a little bit. When I reached out, started reaching out to people about the podcast, he said, yeah, Jeff, I'm in, man. I don't even need to know all that much about it. Just put me in front of the camera. So, said, all right, no problem. We'll do. So I like it, like usual, I could give a glowing, uh, awesome intro bio. And it looks like I've done the research for the last six months, but I'm going to turn it over, you know, directly from the horse's mouth, so to speak, and let Joe take it from here. Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, what you're doing right now, how you came into from, you know, where you came from over on the east side of the state to where you are and what your uh, kind of plans are for the next couple of years. And we'll, we'll go, we'll talk a little bit and uh, talk on direction. All right. Sounds good. So yeah, my name's Joey Rockwell. I grew up in Sterling Heights, Michigan on the east side near Detroit. Uh, and I had a pretty great life, lived a middle class life. Both my parents were working. My mom was a teacher. My dad was a programmer. Uh, so I went to Shushard Elementary School. I had a fantastic education right off the bat. I actually had the teacher of the year in sixth grade and she got to meet Barack Obama. So I was in a great, great school district. Um, I learned a lot of math in there, and then I really got um, oriented to be able to figure out what I wanted to do in my life at a young age. And so I went to Jeanette Junior High School, went to Stevenson High School. I had a huge passion for marketing. Uh, in high school, I took a couple classes uh, involving marketing there. And then uh, when it was time to go to college, I wanted to go to MSU my whole life, but I did a tour of Grand Valley State University here on the west side of Michigan, and I just absolutely fell in love with it, moved over to the west side, um, and started my education for marketing with emphasis in sales, entrepreneurship, and a minor in advertising and public relations. I'm currently a senior right now, uh, and I have about a year left to go, and I currently was just laid off from... Gazan Motors. I used to sell new Volkswagens. Um, I sold Direct TV in the past over here as well. I worked at McDonald's, have done Four Star Valet, got to drive some great people's cars like Justin Verlander, Kate Upton, uh, Sam Bernstein, you name it. Uh, it was just a blast. Uh, it really gave me a lot of motivation coming into college uh, because I see all these successful billionaires just playing golf in the morning and doing whatever they want to do. Um, and it really motivated me. So I've been really working my tail off, but I did get, like I said, I did get laid off recently, um, but I did start uh, my own kind of brand. It's called Stock TikTok. I have a trademark pending on it for 2021. I own StockTikTok.com and we are currently educating people and emphasizing the importance of investing themselves and in the stock market long-term to be able to put yourself in financial success and be able to achieve full happiness in the future. Man, that's awesome. That is awesome. I got a couple questions based on what you talked about there. I want to kind of fire off through them here. So you love GVSU over MSU or you just never made it to tour MSU? Oh, I, I've been to MSU multiple times. My dad was an alumni there. My sister went there. So I used to go to uh, take your little sibling weekend at MSU. So I really knew the campus pretty well. 
I just really loved how everything at Grand Valley was brand new. There was air conditioning in every building and anything the students wanted that they made sure they gave it to them. That's awesome. That is awesome. And it sounds like your, your kind of motivation to start your stock TikTok was almost by default when you were laid off from, uh, from the, the auto dealership. Um, is, that, is that accurate, would you say? A hundred percent. When I was laid off from the dealership, it kind of made me realize that a lot of people aren't in the financial position that they want to be if something like that happens. And anything like that can happen to anyone at any time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's really important that um, since I wasn't really that much prepared for it, um, I was a little bit, but not as much as I wanted to. But I want to make sure if someone else is in that situation later on in life that they're fully prepared for it and they can just go out all in and know what they want to do. Well, let's consider, too, you're a young man. You're like 17 years my junior. Would you say you're 21, 22? Yeah, 22. So you've got 20 – you're 22 years young right now. You're seeing this. You're being exposed to the technology that when I was younger – I'm going to sound like an old man now – was not available when I was there, and and I wasn't prepared until probably just a couple, four or five years ago to do things that you're doing right now. So I think that's absolutely phenomenal you, the younger generation, are taking advantage of the technology at hand, the knowledge that you can find literally anywhere with a few clicks of the button, and then educating yourself and moving forward. Are you looking to to help mostly younger people? Are you looking to help anybody? I mean, what's your kind of target, I guess? I'm looking to really help everyone. Um, I have a lot of people that follow me on TikTok and on my channel that are in their 40s and their 50s and just haven't started investing. And they're starting to invest uh, and they know that it doesn't matter how much you start with, it's a long-term process. And they're making sure that since they know that they should have started earlier, they're teaching their kids exactly what they're doing as they're starting. So when they their kids turn 18, they're going to be in a much better position in the future. Okay, that, that's awesome. Now with your, without naming names, like where you were, without naming names of people or locations, that you said with Valet, you got to watch these people play golf. Now were you at multiple locations or was it, um, a, a country club somewhere where you were exposed to these yeah. individuals that kind of gave you that like, oh my gosh, these are top tier in their field people. Yeah, it, it was a country club um, yeah. and there was it was just a crazy, like the whole Bernstein family would be there. Kate Upton would play tennis there on the weekend. It was absolutely insane. And every there was a person that owned craft there. There was just a lot of really wealthy, successful people and they definitely yeah. were had a lot yeah, of knowledge. Athletes, business people, all kinds of people coming through. That's cool, man. That's cool yeah. to, to expose. Any particular words of advice from any of those individuals? Like if you had asked like, hey, what's one thing you can tell me, you know, to any of them? Yeah, I, I actually did talk to Sam Bernstein uh, quite a lot uh, when I was there. And one thing he always emphasized to me is uh, if you don't love what you're doing, someone else that does can do it better than you. Oh, let that sink in. If you're listening and watching right now, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. So as far as everything going on right now, what would you say is the biggest challenge that you have um, with what you're doing and, and how are you planning on overcoming that? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge I'm having right now is trying to get people to trust me. In the world today, it's really hard to earn the trust of a lot of uh, a lot of people. And especially when I'm such a young age, I'm only 22 years old, a lot of people are thinking, why should I take advice from a 22-year-old if I'm 35? Um, 
But a lot of the people have kind of just, you know, sit back and realized as long as I'm putting in the work in my channel and providing good content and providing value that they're going to be trusting and trustworthy in the end. Um, so what I do is since being laid off, I try to wake up at 4.30 in the morning every single day to do research from about 5.30 in the morning till 8 a.m. so that I can make sure that when I'm making my content, I truly do know what I'm talking about and then I can have credibility for those people that doubt me at first. That is a lot more research than what most people would end up doing, you know, and you, I think that it is beneficial for you because you're still in kind of that education type of mindset being a senior in college at that too. You're not only prepped to go into the day learning things where a lot of people don't necessarily have that mindset um, that's probably going to help you out long term <clears throat> for sure how do you what do you what do you look at like you have resources that you go to um, every morning when you wake up like you wake up you hit your coffee the alarm goes off and you get up and you fire up like what what are you doing are you jumping online you got books are you watching you know um, Jim Cramer your stock experts out there like what are you doing to, to learn what you're learning yeah, what I'm doing is um, being at Grand Valley, I have a really, really great access to a lot of different databases. And so I have access for free to the finance database. And when you have access to the finance database, you can actually filter out all the biased information that comes from short term market news and things like that. And you can really, really get to the point if you're investing long term. And so that really helps me out a lot. That's awesome. That is awesome. So what, what's been the biggest failure that you've had in the last year here, Joe? And uh, what do you think, you know, why, why did that happen? Well, I'm honestly going to say my, my biggest failure in the past year would probably have to be being laid off from a position for the first time in my life. Um, I personally thought I was doing a great job. Like it wasn't anything against me personally. I sold more than a million dollars of inventory my first year as a car salesperson, which is unprecedented. There was six people before me that did the exact same thing that lasted about two months. Um, and I just had to know that the economic conditions are really bad right now. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing I could have done. And the only thing I can do now is continue to move on and try to build my future. Now, had you thought about once you were laid off, you said, well, this is one of, you know, 40 dealerships in West Michigan, I could go to another one? Or was it more of like, Hey, this is my opportunity. I've been laid off. I need to do my own thing so this doesn't happen again. What, what was your mind at? Um, my, I actually did um, kind of consider that for a little bit, but when I started thinking about it, just the way that the world is moving right now, car dealerships aren't going to last forever. In my personal opinion, they're one of the businesses that's going to go down and never exist again. You got Carvana selling cars out of a vending machine. You have a bunch of people selling them online. They can drive them to your house to get you test driven. There's really not going to be a need to go to a dealership and physically shop for one of the next five, 10 years. That'd be really tough. Um, like the way of the newspaper and these other avenues here, uh, where my father was actually a, a sports writer for a newspaper for 20 years and now I look at that paper and you know, what used to be, you know, the Sunday paper was this thick, you mm -hmm. know, now, now the Sunday paper is, is this thick, you know, it's like exactly. five pages. You're like, Whoa, what happened? Because you have something, I think, I think you're probably on the right train. I feel like a lot of people probably aren't going to want to hear that, but ultimately it's going to be that way. As I see those ads for Carvana everywhere, you can go online mm -hmm. and search out cars and you can, pop in or somebody can bring it to you. I've actually bought a car where I never saw it before. They drove it to my house. They test drove it around the neighborhood. 
you know, they drove out two cars, one, one to drive back from Kalamazoo. And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. And he gave me the keys. I signed the papers and off we go. I was like, wow, I didn't even have to drive 60 yep. miles to go get it. So that's, that's awesome. So, so Grand Valley has been a big research point for you here. Um, when you started your career, because it sounds like you've had a number of sales avenues other than the, um, the valet thing too. Um, you did some door-to-door sales in your career, right? With uh, like satellite TV, stuff like that. Yep. So what was, what was or some of the things that you wish you had known early on in your career to help you get success faster? I wish I would have known that you're going to hear no a lot. And by, by that meaning, like as a really enthusiastic, motivated salesperson, uh, I'm always thinking that I can crush it and do great every single moment of every day. Um, but in reality, that's not the case. Uh, I kind of learned that a little bit. I am an Eagle Scout as well out of Troop 210 from uh, the east side. And I learned selling Boy Scout popcorn back in the day that not everyone's going to say yes. So you're going to get a lot of no's and you got to kind of make that motivate you to get that yes. Okay. You know, I think in my life, everybody hears and sees Girl Scout cookies because everybody loves the sweets. I honestly don't think I've ever seen a Boy Scout selling popcorn anywhere that I can remember. So, yeah, it, it's tough. There's certain subdivisions they go to. You got to know the right people, I guess. Okay. So when you're going and you're, you're saying this, you wish you knew that you would hear no more often. Now, knowing that currently moving forward, are you striving for more yeses or more noes? Um, I'm striving for as many noes as I can get. Um, because in the future, uh, when I am making way bigger decisions for my business and trying to go in different avenues, I'm going to get told no sometimes and it's going to really, really sting. Uh, so I want to try to cushion all those noes I can right now for padding later on in life. Okay. Okay. I want to jump into an important question that I always like to ask. It sounded like Sam Bernstein gave you some good advice, but maybe you didn't have a personal relationship with him. You might have driven his car, parked it a few times or whatever. Who are the top three people that have influenced you in your life and your decision-making um, from, you know, being a youth eight, nine, 10 years old up to where, you know, 12 years later where you are today? Uh, I would say uh, one of my best friends I've had, his name is Scott Richards. I've known him since I was the age of two. We met in uh, at daycare when we were really little. We went to elementary, junior high, high school, and we roomed together in college at Grand Valley. Uh, so he's been really by my side. He's always supported me in everything, um, and he's always given me advice because he's not really uh, the business type, but sometimes I need to get out of the business mindset and kind of just get advice from a normal person, and he's really good for that, and he's always been there. Um, and I would probably say my father would be another really big one. Uh, he works for IHS Market, a Fortune 500 company, um, and he is a computer programmer there, and he has a lot of experience, basically. My whole life, I've always known that I was meant to do something huge, um, but he kind of set me back down to earth and told me, uh, you got to be more humble. You're starting at the bottom. You're not going to just jump all the way to the top. It's a huge process, and he kind of told me, um, you have to really be patient. And if you do the results in the short term, you can't worry about the long term. It's just going to happen for you. Anyone else that goes on that list? Um, I wouldn't say it's someone that I personally know. It can be like anyone. Yeah, just anybody who's, who's in. So for me, I have my three. I probably have 20 of them. But one of my biggest is a guy named Tom Billiou. He was a co-founder of Quest Nutrition just on, on the videos that he's put out. 
and the way that he emphasizes the message that he's putting out there um, has been probably more impactful than any other influencer, business guru, speaker, whatever that kind. Of. So anybody that that really kind of got in your brain and said, "I can do this," or "I can do it this way," I would say Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. Have you ever heard of him? Oh yeah, I know Gary V. Yep. Yeah, he's uh he's been a huge reason why I even started my TikTok channel in the first place. Um, because I I had I helped a lot of people. Um, when it came to the stock market and telling them how they should be investing like personal friends from high school and stuff. But then I'm really watching his videos and he's saying, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. And I'm sitting there like, there's no way that I'm going to download this app. And uh, I gave it a try, listened to what he was saying. And uh, he was a hundred percent right. That's cool. That's cool. I, if I remember correctly on your LinkedIn page, he wished you a happy birthday. hundred uh, percent. He has this community page um and he will send messages to all of his community all the time and i made a tiktok video saying that for my birthday i wanted to just ask him a couple questions or something and talk to him because he has live streams all the time and it's really hard to get on because there's like thousands of people uh and he took the time out of his day to just make a message telling me happy birthday and it meant the world to me so that's a key element for somebody like him who has a you know eight figure nine maybe not nine figure but an eight figure network he owns you know Vaynerchuk Media or Vayner Media he wants to own the Philadelphia was it the Eagles I forget what oh, he wants to own the Jets that's right the New York Jets so he's he's yeah I mean he's all over social media Facebook Instagram TikTok YouTube all of these things people know him all of this for him to say Joe in West Michigan what's up man happy birthday that's, that's great. So that is oh, yeah. the value add right there, which is awesome. And I'll be honest, with you, there's a lot of people that I know personally in, in the home marketing and business space that have started their TikTok channels and you're added to that list now because of Gary V. They follow him and they're like, Hey man, it's, you know, a 15 to 30 second video is just whatever. And you get some, some people, a couple of friends of mine have like, they've had, you know, two, three million views on one of their videos. And it's like, wow, you know, one of them is all it takes. So anyway, that's yeah, awesome, it, man. Yeah, it's great. You really emphasize the importance of like a lot of the channels right now, say if you use Facebook, YouTube, anything else, there's so much saturation of content there that on TikTok, it's the only platform in the world currently where there's more people looking for content to watch than people creating content. So it creates a really big opportunity. I did not know that information. That's awesome. So Joe, I want to jump into a question, kind of the whole purpose of this, this podcast to start with here was kind of like the faith-based business thing. I know we briefly touched on this here as, as someone who has faith, what is, how does that play a role in your business in the last, I mean, ultimately in your lifetime, like how has that kind of shaped the direction that you go, made decisions, went against other decisions, that kind of thing? Yeah, so um, growing up, uh, I started going to church when I was little, and then I had a huge gap where we just, for some reason, I don't even remember why, we didn't go to church for a really long time, and we didn't really practice religion as much. But uh, when I started getting towards the end of my Eagle Scout um, journey, uh, I realized I went, I started going to youth group, and I uh, really I became Christian, and I started to have more of a relationship with God, and it motivated me more every single day that I was able to do that because having a relationship with God, in my personal opinion, is really important because you have to have someone to talk about um, your life goals and help you help support you when no one else is really there. 
Um, so I, I think that's a, that was a huge, huge thing for me, especially when I started doing my Eagle Scout projects because I did it a little late. I was almost 18 when I finished. Uh, and I, there was a point where I almost gave up and thought I wasn't going to be able to do it. And I, I had a conversation with him and he told me that there's no way that you're going to stop doing this and you're going to finish it right before. And I did. Uh, so he was a huge part of that. Very cool. Now, have you ever turned down opportunities or been presented with something that seemed like it would be an absolutely awesome financial opportunity, but you turned it down because it didn't line up with your values? Uh, I would say um, selling direct TV full-time. I was doing kind of a summer in, internship kind of thing. I was selling uh, cable and internet um, and I it kind of door to door really. Uh, and I just didn't really like the idea of putting my time into it anymore just because I am a really honest salesperson. And I personally believe that you can never sell a product if you don't personally believe it and think that it's the best thing out there. And when that happens, it's time to go somewhere else. I mean, that was a direct influence from uh, Sam Bernstein, right? Like if you don't love it and you have to believe in it and then um, feel it's the same as far as ethically to really, truly love it, right? 100%. So, so that was a big one that I've actually had that experience myself. And it's not to say that all of these satellite TV contract companies are bad, but it just seems like the majority of them is just about numbers, 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 padding your pockets, lining your pockets. I mean, I've, I've yep. seen guys you know, make six figures in the industry. And uh, I'm gonna, uh, you know what, I'm gonna call them out. The hell with it, I'm gonna call them out. I've seen guys make six figures in one year and at the end of the year are broke because they, they the mentality is, let's, I need to make it faster than I can spend it. And they spend yep. it just as fast as they make it. And then at the end of every month, when you make, you know, eleven, twelve thousand $12,000 a month and at the end of the month, you have $200 left in your bank account. Where's all that money going? Exactly. I've literally seen these guys, nothing but drugs, booze, strip clubs, and BS. And it's, and I'm calling them out. And they're not all like that. Not all like that, but I'm calling it out, man. In that industry, it needs, there needs to be a shift on that. And that's another thing too, with an industry, I think a lot of people aren't really buying into a lot of door-to-door salespeople on that. And there's good ones out there. I've done it before. You've done it before. We're good people, but that's just what I've seen. So Exactly. So tell me about a time when you, you struggled with making a decision um, and you had to like seek counsel from a mentor, something like that, or even just, just pray about it, you know, wait a couple of days and see where your mind was taken. Like what's been a big decision that you had to go to that route for? I, I'd say the biggest decision was um, trying to figure out how to do my Eagle Scout project. Um, it was getting towards the end and I had to come up with an idea because you have to do a bunch of paperwork beforehand and get it approved by the Eagle Scout board. Um, and I had no idea what to do. What I really wanted to do at the beginning was make remake the baseball field at my local elementary school. Um, but that got turned down because the university actually didn't want me to like mess with that property. Uh, so I, I was really kind of set on that and I had no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, and I went to this one contractor, his name was Ben, uh, and he worked at the church I ended up doing my Eel Scout project at. And I'm not very great hands-on or anything. Like I wasn't great at building anything, but I was able to build a vinyl flooring and put it in uh, at the church and make 
benches slash storage units, you know, where you can lift up the top and put stuff in it uh, for the catechism uh, and is something I wouldn't would have never thought I was able to do because I'm not really hands on. But he kind of laid it out all for me um, and told me how to do different things, how to make measurements and how to know what to order. He went to the store with me and helped me pick out everything. And uh, he was a huge help. Eagle Scouts, man, sounds like it's been a huge, huge part of your life and shaping the direction that you ultimately traveled, the path that you walked down that led you to where you are right now. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, being an Eagle Scout, you learned so many things. Uh, you camped every weekend. I got to hold more than 10 different leadership positions in my time as an Eagle Scout. I was the SPL, the troop twice, which is the senior patrol leader that kind of manages everything. And he's like the head honcho because in Boy Scouts, a lot of people don't know this. The scouts are in charge, not the parents. They just kind of advise and make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So how does one continue to play a role in Eagle Scouts as you get into become more of an adult? Yeah, since, uh, since I became an Eagle Scout, one of the biggest things is uh, your fellow scouts that were younger than you, if they even have a chance to be Eagle and they're maybe starting their Eagle Scout project, you have to reach out to them and tell them that you're there to help them because they help me. Uh, so one of my uh, buddies, his name's James Omen. He's 17 years old. Uh, he lives on the east side and he's getting ready to do his Eagle Scout project and he's in a really interesting spot. And in about a month and a half, I'm going to be going back to the east side and helping him doing his Eagle Scout project. He helped me uh, for more than 100 hours during my Eagle Scout project. So I'm going to be definitely putting in the work for him. And I'm going to be there to uh, congratulate him when he gets Eagle, just like I did. That's awesome, man. That's, that's absolutely incredible. So when you, you started your business, your TikTok, um, oh no, I can't remember what it's called. Um, TikTok, stock, 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 TikTok. Stock. Old brain. I'm sorry. Coffee needs to be in this body right now. So uh, you started that was a couple months ago, a year ago? About a year ago. Okay. And that was out of necessity on that. What have you seen as far as like when you started to where you are now, what kind of changes have you, you experienced already just in the last 12 months? Um, so I would say in the last 12 months, it's there's been a huge change as to my support. So at the beginning, a lot of people – we're just going, oh, okay, cool, who's this dude? He's making some videos about stocks. Uh, and now I really have a really solid following. So I have about 60, 70, 80 hardcore people that like all of my content, engage with all my content, message me every single day uh, trying, to, trying to help me with my content. I actually have someone that built my whole entire Discord channel for me. And so that's how we're going to start monetizing my business is we're going to um, give free videos on TikTok, and then we're going to do a Discord, and it's going to be like $2.99 a month, and I have about 266 members. So that's how we're going to start making income and then doing more marketing on different platforms and stuff like that. Awesome. That's absolutely awesome. So what would you, given where you are right now, even in the last 12 months, somebody who wants to do their own TikTok business, what, what advice would you give them? I would tell them to not listen to what other people are telling them. I would tell them just download the app, make an account, and say something positive. Just document what you're doing in your life and kind of just show your story and your journey and what you're doing. It doesn't even necessarily have to be something that you know that you want to do yet. Just if you go out there, spread positivity and give value to the world, people are going to start following you and stay behind you, and you're going to be able to make something out of that with those connections. I love it. I absolutely love it. And reject the haters, right? 
Don't let them get oh, yeah. you and have to fight back with them all the time. There's so many. Like um, when I first started, there was almost no haters. It would just be like, oh, sweet. I'm going to follow you. Thank you so much for what you're doing. But now there's a lot of people that will look at every single one of my videos that don't even follow me and they'll just kind of put negative comments out there. So it's basically showing everyone firsthand that no matter what you're trying to do, no matter what your intentions are, some people are going to try to put you down, but you can't let them. Very cool. Very cool. I got three final questions. We kind of wrap it up here. Well, four, what is that tapestry in the background? Is that your dream location to live? Is that a vacation? What is that back there? Because that looks Oh, awesome. uh, it's just a, a nice picture of a, a lake with a sunset on it. Uh, I, I hope I can get this view from my house one day. Uh, that would be fantastic. I'm not sure where it's at, but uh, yeah, I got it for uh, my freshman year. My sister got it for me uh, when I went to college, and I've had it uh, kind of by my bed ever since. Nice. So Joe, if you could step into my shoes and ask one question, what is that one question you would ask that I did not? Um, I would probably ask, what do you, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Okay. So where do you because see yourself in 10 years? In 10 years, uh, honestly, in, in 10 years, I want to own the largest building in Grand Rapids. I want to have my own headquarters. I want to want to make Rockwell Media and make my own digital marketing firm kind of built off of my platform, kind of similar to what Gary Vee is doing, but the Gary Vee of stocks almost. That's awesome, man. I love it. I love it. So as far as people connecting with you, we talked a lot about TikTok on here. I did mention some other social media. How can our viewers, our listeners get a hold of you? How can they find you? Yeah, they can get a hold of me by looking up my name, Joey Rockwell on any social media. So it's spelled R-A-C-H-W-A-L. So Joey Rockwell, no spaces. And you can look me up on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Snapchat, everything. Joey Rockwell. And I'll be there. I actively go on my phone all the time because having such a large audience, it's really hard to uh, engage with everyone. Um, but I've been trying to spend a pretty good amount of time commenting on everyone's comment, making sure I'm no, I know what I want my audience. They, I, sorry, I can't talk right now. My, I want to know what my audience wants me to create. And so to be able to do that without all these marketing programs and fancy things that I have to spend a bunch of money on, you can just manually look in your comments, see what your users are talking about and make the content that they want to see. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I'll go ahead and plug that in in the show notes here once we get everything prepped and launch the episode. So, uh, Joe, I feel like you've already answered this here, but I have to ask finally here, you talked about Rockwell Media. Is that what you feel your purpose is on this planet? Um, I think my purpose on this planet um, is to I, – I have a um, – I really have a thing about college, and I love college. I've learned a lot from college, but currently – college students are being put in a bad position. And during this pandemic, it's even worse. Um, so we got like my sister, for instance, she's a surgical technician. She has $50,000 of student loans. She has to pay back $1,000 every single month. And she's not even going to be able to pay it back before it gets cut off at the 25 years. And so people are graduating with thousands of dollars of debt, just having to give their money to colleges. And I honestly have a really good solution um, that I want to kind of put into law or question and kind of talk about it um, because if we're able to put more money in college kids pockets and be able to have them pay for their college long term instead of all up front 
then we can boost the economy. We can have a lot of more people doing what they actually want to do instead of just being thrown into a job that they don't want to work at. And it's going to make everyone a lot more productive. Oh, okay. Well, that's something I feel like we can probably jump on another conversation and talk more oh, about yeah. that. I think that's fantastic. So I don't know if you got anything in closing, but in my, being mindful of your time, I, I want to say I appreciate you coming on here today, sharing a little bit about your story, talking about you a little bit, and and uh, just being on today. I really, really appreciate it and value it, and I thank you a ton. For yeah, being thank on you today. so much for having me. It was a great, great opportunity. My pleasure. Thanks for being on here again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I hope you have a good one. Yeah. All right.